go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I'm Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. All right. What do we got for today? We are going to be talking about Hellboy Sword of Storms, which is Hellboy animated. All right. It's the first of the Hellboy animated series based on Mignola's popular comic book. Um, it was released in 2006 and premiered on Cartoon Network as well. Um, there's a second straight-to-DVD film called Hellboy Blood and Iron. Um, it was, it's, played, it's also played on Stars. Um, and a couple of other, like you can watch it on YouTube, and, and of course it was played on Cartoon Network. Um, the film starts in the middle of an unspecified mission where Hellboy, Liz Sherman, and Abe Sapien are battling bat-worshipping Mayan zombies who are <laughs> led by a gigantic zombie bat. Zombat. <clears throat> the group are eventually able to defeat their opponents when Liz unleashes her pyrokinetic power, although she is still unsure of her ability to control her powers. Meanwhile, Japanese folklore expert Professor Sakai which I believe is named after um, uh, Usagi Yojimbo uh, artist Stan Sakai, obtains an ancient scroll containing the myth of two demonic brothers, Thunder and Lightning. Hundreds of years ago, the brothers roamed the earth, unleashing storms on the land of of a Japanese lord. In exchange for mercy, the lord promised to give them his beautiful daughter. One of the lord's samurai warriors was in love with the daughter and hid her in a shrine to protect her. Armed with... The Sword of Storms, a mystical sword imbued with an ancient spell to defeat thunder and lightning. The warrior fought the brothers and trapped both demon spirits in the sword. Although his lands and daughter had been saved, the Lord was not pleased since the warrior's actions meant the Lord had broken a promise. In an act of vengeance, the Lord summoned the gods to turn the warrior to stone and killed his daughter in the shrine. In current day Japan, Professor Sakai is possessed by the spirits of thunder and lightning while reading the scroll. The demonic brothers send the professor in search of the mystical sword. After he attacks the sword collector who currently owns the sword, the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense is alerted, and Hellboy, Kate Corrigan, and a psychic named Russell Thorne are called in with a team to investigate. During the investigation, Hellboy picks up a discarded katana and vanishes to another dimension that is reminiscent of ancient Japan. Hellboy meets a wise Kitsune who tells him that the sword he holds is the Sword of Storms and that the goal of his journey lies to the west. Hellboy travels through the alternate universe and learns that he can only return to his own world by breaking the sword, although that will also free the demonic brothers. Along the way, Hellboy encounters several mythical yokai uh, sent by the still-possessed Professor Sakai who try to steal the sword from him, including the Kappa, a trio of Roku, Rokua Rokubi, a group of Nukakubi, <laughs> a Jorogumo, a Gasha Dokoro, Tengu Yomo, <laughs> Yomatsu Shikomi, and the rest of the Ghost of the Lord's Daughter. I'll, I'll tell you what those are in a minute. Hellboy is able to outsmart or defeat all of them. Meanwhile, Abe and Liz are called to the sites of disturbing earthquakes and discover that Thunder and Lightning are summoning their brothers, the dragons. They meet with the same Kitsune who guided Hellboy and are instructed to stop the dragons. One of the dragons attacks them, but Liz manages to hold it back using her pyrokinetic abilities. Professor Sakai, in the meantime, has gone to the shrine where the Lord killed his daughter, followed by Kate and Russell, who have just survived an attack by several objects from Japanese folklore. At the same time, Hellboy is tricked into, into destroying the sword by the giant Oni, who faded away before the final blow could be struck, which releases thunder and lightning, frees Professor Sakai, and sends Highboy to, Highboy, Hellboy to the shrine as well. Hellboy eventually manages to trap both spirits and the sword again. As a result, the dragons are sealed back into the underworld. The ghosts of the daughter and the lord possess Kate and Russell, 
in order to replay the daughter's execution. Hellboy accidentally frees the ghost of the samurai warrior from its stone and then convinces the Lord to forgive his daughter and the warrior, thereby breaking the cycle of their unending deaths. The spirits depart thankful to Hellboy and others for helping them. What they don't tell you in this in this story is that when Hellboy is in Japan, as he's as he's walking around before he gets the sword, he keeps seeing this creature in this this little like cat type thing, right? Okay. And it's all it's not out of his vision, but he's the only one that sees it because it just kind of runs runs behind everybody and it's kind of silent. But that that's the creature that is the uh, is like the spirit. It's 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 a, not a spirit animal, but a guide. And it's helping Hellboy try to fix what's wrong with this unending cycle of, you know, the thunder and lightning and everything else. So that's what this is going on. <clears throat> this is a really, really good, um, for lack of a better term, cartoon. Um, when Cartoon Network decides to put something together, just like Clone Wars or this, they go all out. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Mignola really, really put the effort into making this something really special. And the the second story is much better because it deals with vampires. But I was always drawn to this story because, you know, and no pun intended, but I was I I always felt that Japanese myth and lore is just one of my favorite things. Yeah. Now, um the people that are in the movie is you have Ron Perlman as Hellboy, Selma Blair, Doug Jones, you have Perry Gilpin that is an unflattering look. You have you, Perry Gilpin as Kate Corrigan. You know what I wonder about um, Doug Jones is, um, okay, because they had David Hyde Pierce do the voice for Abe in the first movie. And then with Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, which came out in 2008, they had Doug Jones just do the voice as well as, you know, wear the suit. Right. So what I'm wondering is, I wonder if they, they realized that because of how well he did the voices in these animations before the, you know, uh, the Golden Army came out, they just said, fuck it. You know, he sounds just like Abe anyway, so we'll just use him. I wonder if that um, is... You know. I, I don't know. I, um, I've always wondered, and I'll have to look it up, why uh, Doug Jones replaced... David Hyde Pierce. And I think it's because he sounds like David Hyde Pierce anyways. Yeah. So it was just easier instead of having to pay an extra actor. Yeah, because you're paying for the name. Yeah. So a yokai is a ghost, a phantom. Uh, they're they're supernatural spirit uh, or demon in Japanese folklore. Uh, the word yokai is made up of the kanji for bewitching, attractive, calamity, and specter. Uh, apparitions, mystery, suspicious. They can also be called aya, ayakashi or mononoke, if you've heard of mononoke, yeah. um, or mamano. Uh, yokai, range di- yokai range diversity from the malevolent to the mischievous or occasionally bring good fortune to those who encounter them. So that's when we're talking about the yokai. Uh, one of those... One of the one of the yokai are are his guide. Yeah, you know, and then you you have uh, the kappa, which are uh, those like the hellhounds from uh, yeah. It's an amphibious yokai demon or imp found in traditional Japanese folklore. Yeah. They're typically green human-like beings with webbed hands and feet, with a turtle-like carapace on its back. Yeah. Um, a depression on its head called its dish retains water, and if this is damaged or the liquid is spilled, the kappa is severely weakened. They have some weird, weird, weird monsters. Roku, Rokubi. Roku. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they look almost like humans with one major difference. There are two types, one whose neck stretches and one whose head comes off and flies around freely. I think it's this. There's there's two of them. Um, and you, the, the Nukakubi. 
Yeah, the, those those are the ones. It, I he, guess he has to fight those as well. Yeah. It, so he as he's in this alternate dimension fighting off in, in ancient Japan, yeah. all these monsters and stuff like that. He has to like walk through this forest where it's just nothing but things trying to keep him from his goal. Yeah. So I mean, and and these these aren't long. They're a half hour, maybe forty five minutes long or so. Um, but there's it's just the way that it's done is very. Very typical, like the Hellboy comic, mm-hmm. you know, um, where it, it's everything. He's just not like a, you know, he's not going to use supernatural powers or anything else like that. He has to use his wits to get out of everything yeah. or or a weapon or something like that. And and he generally ends up losing his gun because that, that mm-hmm. tends to be his, um, his blanket, his yeah. safety blanket. And that's what makes these, that's what makes all of Hellboy good. Is that it's it's based on a realistic type of situation? Well, if you want to call it realistic, <laughs> but I mean, but what I mean by that is that not everything is just going to go from point A to point B. You're going to get distracted. You're going to move over here. You're going to go. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to go check that out. Right? Yeah. Well, as Hellboy is moving from east to west, which is what he has to do, he's he has to encounter all these these fights, all these distractions. You know, things that are keeping him from doing his job. And and he keeps getting angrier and angrier, you know. And again, the writing of the writing of the characters is right in line with the way Magnolia handles it. It's it it's it's not dark, meaning it. I mean, literally not, you know, blacks and reds and stuff like that, like Magnolia likes to use. Yeah. You know, it's set during the day or set during you know periods of time where it's. I mean, the animation's utterly beautiful, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally picture seeing those. Um those long-necked uh, ghosts uh, in, like, a uh, Japanese horror film. Yeah. Uh, Jorogumu is a type of yokai. It's a ghost or a goblin um, in Japanese folklore. It can shapeshift into a beautiful woman so uh, or a spider. And uh, the, the Jorogumu is one of the major bad guys, so it attacks Hellboy in, the, in that forest. Yeah. And um, it's, it, you know, and then... <laughs> Gasha Dakura are mythical creatures in Japanese technology. No shit. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, they take on the form of giant skeletons and are 15 times taller than the average person, said to be created from the amassed bones of people who died of starvation in battle without being buried. Um, and that also comes into play. The Tengu is a legendary creature found in Japanese folklore and considered a type of Shinto god or yokai. Um, they're like a dog-like Chinese demon. So they, um, it actually makes you interested in, in Japanese folklore when you're watching this. I've always been interested in Japanese folklore, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but in essence, yes, um, the way that they do it, when he picks up that sword and travels into the past or into this other world, yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely interesting the way that they have everything set up. Like the uh, Yomotsu Shikome, ugly woman of the underworld, um, was a hag sent by the dead in... Izanami to pursue her husband, Izanagi, for shaming her for breaking uh, a promise not to see her in her, in, in her decayed form in the underworld. Um, Izanagi was fleeing the underworld with Yomotsu Shikomi in hot pursuit. Izanagi first cast down his black headdress, which turned into a kind of grapes, and slowed the hag's advance as she devoured him. Next, he broke off his comb and cast them, and the broken piece turned into bamboo shoots, which slowed her down again as she pulled them out and ate them. But the hag was now joined by a large army of 1,500 strong, led by eight thunder deities. So that's where all this comes in. They still pursued 
until he climbed atop the flat slope or even pass at the entrance of the underworld and flung three peaches whereby the pursuers retreated. After this, Izanami herself came in pursuit, and Izanagi blocked the entrance at the slope of the boulder. So, I mean, that's just part of really what it, what it was is that he he met this old hag, and he had to defeat her. And then he met the, the restless ghost of the Lord's daughter and, again, has to outsmart and defeat all of them. And and then Abe and Liz are are off doing their own thing when they get attacked by a dragon or dragons, and they don't know how to stop them until Hellboy comes and helps them and stuff like that. And then you have the <laughs> Professor Sakai who is possessed by uh, you know a ghost demon type thing, and all this works together. It and and that's and and that's difficult at best when you have three of the main characters going off in different directions, and then you have introduced a new character <coughs> who has uh, who you don't know but you like. Yeah, you know, and then from there, uh, that main character something happens to that character that that's not the main character but the newly introduced character. Yeah. Which is, you know, typical. It turns into a, it's, you know, that convenience thing where you have to have, you you don't want your main characters being possessed or something happening to them. So you, the red shirt. The red shirt, yeah. yeah <laughs> syndrome. And that's what's going on with this. Yeah. Ensign Foster, oh, you're coming down with us. No. <laughs> I'm going to change my shirts. No, no, no. No. Fuck that. Yep. <laughs> David Hyde Pierce was offered the chance to reprise his role as the voice of Abe, but Pierce felt that Doug Jones' voice should have been used in Hellboy, and he turned it down so that Jones would get the role. So there answers your question. There we go. And the name that the old man is carving into a cucumber is Murakami. Director Tad Stone says that this is a shout-out to his friend, fellow animator Glenn Murakami. Glenn is uh, involved in some stuff, I'll tell you in a minute. In the scene where Hellboy is talking to the Daimo's daughter, the statue in the background is making a rock-on hand sign. <laughs> Hellboy's fight with the flying heads is taken almost blow by blow from the short comic story Heads, which appeared in the graphic novel compilation The Chain Coffin and other stories. So Glenn Murakami uh, works on Batman. The Batman, Teen Titans, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, Teen Titans Go, um, Beware the Batman, Ben 10, Justice League, etc. Superman. Guy's been busy. That guy's been busy since uh, Batman Beyond the movie. Yep. 1999. That's good, man. I'm 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 glad for him. Good. Anyways, that's all I got. And um, I I'm not going to give this a rating. It's a recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> I think that if you're a fan of Hellboy, if you're a fan of animation, and if you're a fan of um, well, there's two movies in this, and I'll and I'll detail the next one next week. But there's two movies in this. Um, the 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 Japanese one and then the vampire one. Yeah. So. Anyways. All right. And uh, that's kind of befitting since, uh, you know, they just released a poster for uh, oh, yeah. the new Hellboy. Yeah, it's called Sword of Storms. So, so yeah. Uh, dude, you know, um, I mean, David Harbour looks really good as, as Hellboy. You know, and, I mean, he looks awesome. It just, um, Ron Perlman looked awesome, too. Um, I don't know if I'm the only one who notices this, though. In Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, it looked way more obvious that... Um, Is that, me- Fuck. Um, that, time is struggle. No. Damn it. It seemed way more obvious that Ron Perlman was wearing, um, you know, uh, was wearing the Hellboy suit. You know what I mean? He was wearing the, you know, the the, the fake muscles and all that shit. In the first Hellboy, it looked like it was really a part of him. Like he really, you know. But yeah, the the second time it just looked that, like I don't know, like like not as much effort was put into applying that shit to him or something. I I don't it, not his face, but his body, like his chest and and shit. It was, I don't know. 
It was weird. It looked almost like he was wearing catcher's gear <laughs> on his chest instead of instead of uh, it actually being his. Trailer. Professor Sakai, I'm sure I know the sword you want to see right here. Two demons, sons of the storm. Once they wake, the time of man will be at its end. Time for this. Do you feel our brothers are calling? Now I'm pissed. You have been placed in a dangerous path. Protect the sword. Wow. I'll give you something to chew on. So you saw all the all all the demons, you know the the the, the long necked, yeah, the, and the heads, and and then you saw what you saw briefly was the old hag and the skeletons behind her. Those mm-hmm. skeletons turn into that big ginormous skeleton after uh, after he starts a uh-huh. fight with her. Right. Uh, um, oh, do you plan on doing uh, Batman Ninja, Ninja soon? I watched it. Um, I didn't know if you were going to do it or not. So okay. I, well, I figured I'd save it for you for you know because you love animation and you love Nothing Batman. Right. So I mean, boom. It's, <laughs> so I I still want to see it though, and uh, I haven't watched it yet. You haven't in, watched in, it? No, I watched it in the English. You know, with the English dubbing, but it doesn't matter. I want to watch it within the you know Japanese as well because I just I was. You're I gonna know. spend ninety percent of your time reading the fucking title, the the subtitles. Oh no, I, I'm really good at. I'm, I'm used to doing that. I do that with everything I watch now. So anyway, all right. So this is all we got. That's all. We're good? Yep. All right. Hellboy on. Yep. Bye. Bye.